This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com The pensioners are back but with no walking sticks in sight. (laughs) They're carefree wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. Good evening, welcome to Love Sport Radio. It's Jake Watson with the fan shows till 10pm for evening. Still in for Aaron Paul. Once again, an apology from myself. It's not it's not the usual shows all of this week, but I can assure you, the main man is back next week. Are you coping? I'm coping. I'm just worried about the listeners, kidder. What, you think they're not going to cope, you think? I hope we've still got some. Yeah, yeah. It's kiddo. Kiddo. Yeah. Kidder. Yeah, kidder is a bit too you Australian. Yeah. I think to be called kidder, I feel as if I'm an Australian. Yeah. You can't kidder, kidder a kid. You kiddo. can't kidder a kid, kid. I'll no, try. Margot kidder. kidder. She was in uh, Superman, wasn't she? So, these are the voices of the Chelsea fan cast, <laughs> <laughs> as usual. It's only me, me here. No, it's not just you, because we wouldn't allow that dreams, to happen. In his dreams, Jake. In yeah, his dreams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm eviscerated. But... 
we have a special guest this we evening, do. and I'm going to leave it to you, chaps, to introduce well to your Chelsea fans and I, your listeners. Yeah, well, I've had this. I've had the pleasure of knowing this this young man for for a long time, and he he has graced <laughs> he has graced the Chelsea fan cast several times. Uh, the last time I think was when we were on Blimmin' TV. It was that long ago, and I've been you know saying to him for ages, "Come on our late, uh, radio show, Neil, because it's great fun." And it is the legend you that lie is to spy. Him. No, we I, are not worthy, I never lie. I never worthy. lie. I know, that's what I said, the legend that is spy. Yes, the legend. Who did. has been to Kidderminster, by the way. Have you? Yeah, have you? Never. No. You just thought I would have been to Kidderminster, being yeah. in a, named after me. Uh, but that's Ooh. irrelevant. I think I saw Leicester Reserves play Chelsea, though. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I think you think? I, I think I sat with Kevin Wilson. Is there any ground you haven't been to? Uh, yes, loads. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a 92 man. Are you oh, okay. a 92? No, never, ever, no. 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 Nowhere I'm near. About, about 37 man, I think. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. That's not very long. No, no, it's not. So all the clubs no. that have been in the Premier League? Yeah. No, no excuse <laughs> me, no. I have been to some other places. Barnet, for example. Wickham yeah. Wanderers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologise. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I'm not I'm not a, a fair weather supporter. You know, it doesn't all have to be hospitality for me. <laughs> <That's very much. laughs> yeah, we're, we're <laughs> not, not going to get on to this evening no. about the luxury and the seats. No, no, and no. No, the yourself. roaring fires, the yeah. armchairs of swan, swan casserole. Swan, no, it's they've they've gone on to um, larks. Larks, yeah, they've okay. got and heron. Heron, that's right. Yeah. But mm, talking yeah. of corporate and hospitality, uh, can I just say a big thank you to Bruce Buck uh, for calling for uh, all Chelsea fans to gather together and each give two hundred and fifty thousand uh, pounds to me uh, in order to honour my time of being at Chelsea. So it was actually really for you, then. Yeah. We read it all I wrong think, yesterday. I think it wasn't it two pounds fifty. Yeah. <laughs> that much? <laughs> Goodness me! What do you think we are made of money? <laughs> I was going to talk about that a little bit later yeah. on in the show. Yeah, but we are. We I are. didn't read your no, running order. No. So don't. Neil, we're there now. Let's Neil's do it. going commando no. in a radio sense. If you see what I mean. Yeah. We're there now. We can talk about it if you Bruce want. Bruce Buck. Well, I mean, look, I... I 250k, Scudamore, can what I, are our thoughts? Yeah, well, I, let, let me kick this one off, because, you know, I was I was made aware... Well, I saw the headline, funnily enough, and just thought, oh, my God, and thought I'd hide for the day. And then, because I'm the chairman of the Chelsea Supporters Trust, I'm on this email group that uh, all the other Premier League club chairman of the Supporters Trust are on. And it was like... A traffic light yesterday my emails were coming it was like bing 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 and they're all going absolutely mad yeah and the one who's getting it in the neck is is bruce buck of course of course because he seemed to instigate it I, 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 I like actually i like i mean i had a meeting with bruce last night and and guy lawrence and and people because we have our annual meeting and it happened to be last night and we did ask him about it but you know he then really stuck to the the line of the statement that the premier league issued which was effectively what i think what's happened is that they're worried about Scudamore, who has a very unique yes. skill set and experience, having been there for 19 years and turned millions into billions. They're worried about him going to Sky or somebody. Yes, they they, okay. they put up almost so they a, needed, gag, a gagging. Yeah, order. well, it's not that. It's I not, mean, they, it's, they've it's, bought him in. Yes. so he's going to be consulting. He's going to be advising Susanna Dinage, you know. And basically, Scudamore, as we already know, is a ph- phenomenal deal maker. So he's pr- clearly just made a phenomenal deal, but really just for himself as opposed to the Premier League. Of the yeah. emails that you were receiving yesterday, everybody was going nuts, mate. They hate the idea of it. Yeah, is that was that was there anyone? No, no, no. I mean, we were all universally against it because did anybody ask if the other chief executives or chairman or whatever were getting a percentage of the five million well no I, because of the presumption i would imagine is that they wouldn't be because they're still in exist they're still working there rather than this is the, the no they're not working 
if if everyone gets together and says our clubs could give him a five million handshake, wink, wink. Should we take a percentage? You think they might have done that? Or you think you? No, I don't think they would do it, and I'm not suggesting it. And it's absolutely scurrilous of me to do so. <laughs> but this is professional football. For God's sake, everybody, wise up! It's everybody's on the take in effect because we always we always pillory agents for doing this because they are always on the take. So are you saying that throughout the games, everybody's getting their cut? I'm not saying in this case. I'm definitely not saying it in this case. Mm. Can I ask the question? I feel like I, I know the answer anyway. But are we all of the agreement that this shouldn't have happened, the £5 million? It's, it's a PR disaster, isn't it, considering there's this big discussion about grassroots football not getting enough yeah. money being, well, being uh, leaking down to them. And the reason all of my colleagues on the Supporters Trust have got the hump is because we were at a meeting with the Premier League a month or so ago and trying to get compensation for supporters. I mean, the whole debacle with yeah. Man City and yeah. Spurs, yeah. when the game got moved at the last minute, Absolutely. a lot of people out of pocket. So we said, well, you know, why don't you have a central pool? So all the clubs can chip in a bit, and then when they screw up, or Sky screw up, you can use that to compensate fans who are out of pocket. Oh, we don't have a central pool of funds, apart from when we need to pay Scudamore five million. That was the, why they got the hump so much, I think. Right. Yeah, and the, the comments from a couple of the chairmen yesterday, the BBC's Dan Rowan was, was there outside waiting for each chairman to come out, obviously trying to get a comment from them. Only a couple stopped, as I'm sure you're not surprised, but David Gold was one as was yeah. daniel he, li- he likes a tv camera doesn't he Jack? yeah i mean not fair. too surprised of the two that did speak and they were both along the lines of it was an appropriate amount um that considering what he's done he had a, a unique skill set like you met yeah. that was the, the words from well, they're scared from that he's Levy. gonna like, do the dirty on them that's what it was they need to keep him there are you annoyed ka-ching, though, that, ka-ching, are, you, come on. are you annoyed though that chelsea have been dragged into this almost a little bit more because it was bruce buck's idea well i think i think i think what happens is a lot of these various committees and I think this is the one we're talking about is the remuneration committee. Bruce happens to be the chairman of that committee. so And there was a handy picture of them standing together with Bruce. Yeah, Bruce I think well, Bruce is quite close to Scudamore, yeah. from what I understand, anyway. And he was quite, told, he yeah. was quite involved in the recruitment process of Susanna Dinage. But, um, I mean, as I said, I, I personally, I like Bruce, but I think he is prone to the odd monstrous PR gaffe, and I think that is a monstrous PR gaffe. Yeah, it probably didn't need to be done in public, did it? Mm, not really, but, you know, or if they were going to announce it it didn't need to come clean about what it was for it didn't need to be done no right i'm gonna take a break and we'll probably continue on this for a little bit longer because it is a really interesting one and people are still talking about all of today chelsea fans as well would like to get your views on it are you annoyed that this was kind of put forward by someone involved in your club bruce buck 0208 7020 558 is the number you need to ring or if you just want to send me a tweet it is at love sport radio this is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for a spokesman said.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit a spokesman said.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. The most intriguing title uh, for me, anyway, irrespective of, of the big guns, is Millen Fullwall. He's Millwall Fullwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you see. When you see, I tell you, it was complete. Was that a spoonerism or not? It's quite good, that. I like that. You made your own Full team. Up. Can you imagine that? Made Full wall com- of com- com- yeah. <laughs> Combine the teams. Half yes. of them will be hard as nails, the other yeah. one will be posh boys. Exactly. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Join the pack weekdays from 3 pm on Love Sport. 558 am. Love Sport. Love Sport. <laughs> 
Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio, joined in the studios by the studios, the studio by the guys from the Chelsea Fancast, and a special guest this evening, uh, Neil Spy Barnett, for you Chelsea fans. We are talking straight away this evening about the golden handshake, the five million pound um, reward that Richard Scudamore has been handed as he leaves the Premier League, but doesn't actually necessarily leave the Premier League because he's staying on a consultancy basis, which I presume he's not doing for free. Does that annoy us even more? He might be doing it for free. I he don't might think be getting he a is. wage on top of the five million. You never know. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think Richard Scudamore is going to stay on consultancy-wise for free unless he's signed It'd be an a contract. Odd move, wouldn't it? Unless he signed something. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't well, be I, surprised I, to see him in a position where he's earning a large amount of money very soon. Actually. But I think what what you know, I, I can understand. As I said earlier, I don't like it, but I can understand why they've done it. I can understand why they feel they need to keep him and stop him from going to Sky. But what I what I'm also curious about is. Uh, if I'm Susanna Dinage, yeah, I'm thinking, well, hang on, you just made me the boss, and then the former boss is going to be basically telling me how to do my job. I'd be really unhappy about that. I no, think no. it takes some of the pressure off her, you know, the, the, the amount that we're now talking about Scudamore leaving. I don't think people have even realised what this new lady's name is who's coming in, because I it's all about Scudamore. I know a little bit about There's it. There's no pressure on her whatsoever until the next deals come yeah. up. And when's that? Do you remember when that is? A couple <laughs> of years. We've got a little while, yeah. We've got a little while, yeah. But I think that's the point, you see. They have made... You know, what, what, what Scudamore did... And again, I'm not entirely sure whether I'm happy about this or not, but if you're a Premier League chairman, you are very grateful to him because he has transformed the way that your yes. football clubs operate. Of course. I mean, I, I say this nearly every blooming show, Jake, but... You know, the supporters like me who buy a season ticket every year only make up 10% of Chelsea's total revenue. Mm. We are irrelevant. And some clubs even less than that. Yep, we are irrelevant. We're irrelevant. We're we're irrelevant to the finances, yes. But we're not irrelevant to the project. We're not irrelevant to the franchise. We're not irrelevant to the brand. Because without supporters, there would not be a football club. Well, absolutely. But is it the supporters in London who are relevant anymore? Is it not the supporters around the world who are more relevant? Because if your stadium ain't full... It all stops. And the producers of TV and by the way, look at how Serie A has collapsed in the last 20 yeah, years absolutely. because of that. And, and Scudamore, ironically, was the first to point this out. He, he used to say that we, you know, supporters make the product what it is. And that's why he agreed to having a, an away ticket price cap to 30 quid. So the focus very much has, I think for quite a while now, has been on away supporters because they, at every ground, make the biggest atmosphere because Chelsea, like so many other big clubs, the home atmosphere is not what it used to be. But I, I mean, I think one thing that I would say, I mean, I, Neil, I hope and pray you are right because it, it, it hurts me like you wouldn't believe to think that, it, that, that that is not true. However, I do think that clubs like Chelsea, again, you know, the top six, what have you, I don't think they care who sits in that seat as long as it's somebody. I yeah. really don't think no, they I care. think that's true. I, I agree that that's true. Um, but I think that the more it's not a supporter, the more they'll lose the core atmosphere that's required to be a top club. But you've, you, you, like me and John, have all been around the block a bit. Um, you and I know, for example, that most chief executives or, or, or people who lead large organisations tend to stay between three and five years. So that means that everything they do is short term. So they don't care. No. A question right? for... They don't have a long-term plan or view. They don't care. When, it, when, when we've all gone, because we can't stick it anymore or we're dead... They'll, ju- they'll, they'll be gone too, so they won't care. It'll be some other person's problem. Mm. A question for you guys. We know that there are billions and billions of pounds in football, not just in the Premier League. Um, and there's a huge amount of money within the Premier League going to people like footballers who get 
200, 300, 400,000 pounds a week. We have football agents who get paid millions of pounds just for being involved in the transaction of a transfer, and frankly, they probably weren't needed for it. We have managers or not involved in a transaction. Absolutely, a we have managers who get sacked after after a few months, after six months, after a year, for quite often for not being very good at their jobs, and get paid millions and millions of pounds to to be sacked. Why is it that on this occasion we've caused we're so almost incensed and so angry with with this amount of money going to somebody who has, as Chid rightly pointed out earlier, changed what was a, a Premier League TV deal from hundreds of millions to, to billions of pounds. Because of what it represents. It represents uh, a rich man getting richer uh, and the you... people who pay to go to the games not uh, just being bypassed. Uh, I've got... Uh, I, I, I like your question because uh, a far more... Uh, it doesn't affect Chelsea at all, but it affects Chelsea family. Mm. A far more um, infuriating thing happened this week. Our former player, I know a lot of people didn't like him, but if you knew him, he's brilliant. Uh, a former player, Slavisa Jokanovic, got sacked yeah. by Fulham, and a former manager, Claudio Ranieri, we'll took his place. Later. Fulham spent £100 million this summer on new players. How many of those players did Slavisa Jokanovic select answer zero why aren't the people who bought the players getting sacked because that's not how football works not anymore and we had the situation ourselves i mean antonio conte yep. couldn't have made clearer uh <laughs> yeah. that he was unhappy with the transfer policy but it's the, the way football works the now, fact, though the fact that he ruptured the the whole situation himself with his treatment of Diego Costa, who some would say were b- wanted to leave anyway and manufactured it all, but but oh boy, I mean the whole thing was a disaster, and that is why we're not in the Champions League this season. Um, Can we come into your take of that whole thing with Conte in the last season a bit later on? Is that in the uh, we'll talk about it now? If you want to go yeah, for yeah, what's, it, mate. What's your view, Neil? Because we, the story we were told was um, uh, that in fact he wanted to buy. Um, uh, three um, superannuated Italians, all of whom I have to say are still playing, some of them for Juventus. Benucci. Um, yeah, Benucci and Chiellini. Chiellini, also known as Dan Silva. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And, uh, and when he was there, he wanted, they wanted, of course, you know, 100,000 a week plus to be on three-year contracts, and of course the club refused that because they only do one-year contracts. So he apparently turned his phone off, disappeared, and then came back and said, I want to leave the club. This is the story I was told. Well, let's get, let, let's get the whole reality of this correct. Bonucci would never leave Italy. Uh, he has a son with um, health issues. Uh, Good point. And he would simply never leave Italy. Uh, it's, it's out of the question. So the whole Manchester United, Chelsea, this club, that club in for Bonucci is media garbage. Throw it out. Lovely. Benucci stays. Um, uh, for the rest, um, let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall I, shall I make myself comfortable? Story time. Yeah. Last season, we played Leicester City. 
his team the mighty Leicester City I believe they're effectively known as uh, last season we played Leicester City nil <laughs> at the bridge in January it came towards the end of the Christmas period it was the middle of January uh, because Conte clearly didn't have confidence well sent off yeah nil nil wasn't it? it because confidence didn't ha- uh, mm. didn't Conte didn't have confidence in the squad there'd been very little rotation he was playing 3-5-2 at the time uh, so he was playing uh, Morata and Hazard up front with Bakayoko, uh, Kante, and help me, somebody else in midfield. Pedro. Fabregas. William. Fabregas, Fabregas. in midfield. And uh, uh, after about an hour, it was an awful game, and it was nil all. And he took off Sesk and Eden, who had played every game during that period, and he put on Willie and Pedro. And he went 3 4 2 mm. 1, like we played the previous yeah. season when we won the league. And it still finished nil all. It was awful, and it was it was not a good game. That night, I went out to dinner with a number of quite well-known people, and I finished up sitting next to Franco Baldini, who, of course, was the assistant yeah. to Capello for England yeah. and was the director of football uh, uh, when Vias Boas was at Tottenham. Um, and he said two things to me that were extremely interesting. One is, this is what I thought of your game, and I knew he wasn't at the game. And he said, no, I watched it on television. I said, so you illegally streamed it. <laughs> that was the first interesting thing. The second interesting thing, <laughs> that's true. The second interesting thing was, he said this, and this is a director of football talking. He said, do you know when that game got away from you? And I said, tell me. He said, when you made the substitutions and took off Hazard and Fabregas and brought on William and Pedro, it got away from you. Mm. So I said, why? He said, because William and Pedro always turn inside and yeah. feed the ball through. Yeah. He said, if you feed the ball through to Morata, he's not going to score. If you feed the ball through to Diego Costa, you'll get your ton of goals. If you want Morata to score, you go outside yeah. and you cross the ball, and if you cross it six, eight, ten times, maybe he'll get you one, two, three goals. But you won't get it that way. And he said, and your chances dried up. You didn't have many, but they dried up. Now, what do we know? We know that Conte wanted Lukaku, not Morata, as his number one choice. Now, whatever anybody thinks of Romelu or Alvaro, if you feed the ball through to Romelu, he'll blast you 16, 18, 20 goals a yeah. season. If you cross the ball into Alvaro, especially from the old right half position, the Athpiliqueta right of a bat three position, he'll head you. 16, 18, 20 goals a season. But if you keep feeding the ball through to him, as we now know after 18 months, hey. So football is about balance. It's about relationships. It's about building a team. But that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen at Fulham. It doesn't... I'm not sure it happens at Tottenham, whatever anybody says. It doesn't happen. So why did he make that decision then, Contact to do that? Was it? Was he just... Tardness. Being, he, he, Tardness. Neil, and you just hold that thought. Really appreciate and enjoying the stories of Neil Spy Barnet this evening on the Chelsea Fan Show. We are here to 9pm, so loads of more. Illegally of streamed it, folks. Yes. Illegally streamed I mean, who it. does that? I've got a story Appalling. about that after the break. You can also hold that because we are going to take a break. <laughs> it's all in the name. Love Sport Radio. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. 
I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman set and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at aspokesmansaid.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with aspokesmansaid.com. Sometimes you don't have the answers to all of life's questions. But My Dilemma can help. What's the best pub for away fans? What restaurant should I go to for a first date? Where's the best place for a city break? My Dilemma is the new app where you can ask the really important or fun questions and get the answers you need. Just post your question, present the options, and the other users will help you find the solution to your dilemma. My Dilemma, a problem shared is a problem solved. Download for free from the App Store. Do you wear glasses? Think you're paying too much for your glasses? Yeah! Want to try them out before you buy? Then go direct to Glasses Direct and get two pairs of new glasses with lenses from just £19. And with our free home trial, you can test drive them on friends and family before you buy. It's that easy. So, for your new glasses, you should go direct to glassesdirect.co.uk. New customers only, delivery 395 Conditions and exclusions apply. See website for details. Could you offer an abandoned or unwanted dog a loving home? If you can, All Dogs Matter would love to hear from you. Every year, All Dogs Matter rescue and rehome around 400 dogs across London and the home counties. But without people like you, this simply wouldn't be possible. Through no fault of their own, these dogs urgently need new loving homes. All Dogs Matter are counting on you to give one of our dogs a second chance in life. Visit alldogsmatter.co.uk. Love Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. This is Love Sport. Welcome back, it's Love Sport Radio, it's the Chelsea Fan Show, the Chelsea Fan Cast joining me, and Neil Spy Barnett as well. Uh, just before we did take that break, uh, Neil was sending us some brilliant stories, which are absolutely fantastic value. Kiddo, you had a question for him, can you remember what that was? Uh, it's, it's all gone in the, uh, the oh, mists. Don't However, do this no, to no, no, me. No, 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 I can, I can remember. Now what it was, I was just, I'm just, I'm bemused about the whole process to why Conte fell out so much with the board, was it, uh, and why you were talking about this particular game. Um, why did he make this decision to uh, to take both Hazard and um, uh, who was the other player he took off? Ses- and because Ses- because they were exhausted, they were knackered because it all been overplayed because mm-hmm. he wouldn't rotate because he wouldn't rotate. Yeah. Well, but that because he ran out of ideas at that no, time. No, because he because he he didn't rate the other. He only players. trusted he thirteen did, or fourteen he didn't players. Rate the options like Sarri does. Yeah, it's true. It is like Sarri does. Because but maybe Sarri, we've only got thirteen or fourteen good. I players. do believe Sarri has a philosophy that. Uh, you play a certain way, yeah. uh, and the players play a certain way, and they build relationships, and if they don't 
if you then change it, yeah. you break the relationships. Yeah. You you break the understanding. But that's like the classic. What we've we've said for years and years and years, haven't we? You know, rule number one: play the same defence as much as you can, because then they get used to playing with each other, and they get you get a solid defensive regimen as a result. So I, I can see the sense in that. So is Morata then a, a square peg in a round hole in that they don't appear to want to give him the ball via crosses very often <laughs> this season? Uh, yeah. But yeah, and yet, Giroud yeah. is be- is is um, Giroud is much the same. He deals more with crosses. No, so what he, well, Giroud Giroud is just a great link player who's had periods of drought in goal scoring throughout his but, career. And, and yet, he isn't um, really a, a, a Sarri player because Callum Wilson, we were talking about it, is more of a Sarri player um, because of the speed that he that he goes into the box. Well, no, I, d- I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Callum Wilson is um, Callum Wilson is the kind of player that I love. Uh, but don't think as a top player. He's the kind of player. He's the. He's like if you if you like. He's the last of the old school that used to have excellent Division One careers, uh, but were never international quality. And and Lewis Duncan, Callum Wilson made their David Hurst, ma- yeah, made made their debuts for for England this week. They're never if they were if they were. The, that quality, if they were Chelsea quality, they'd be regular European contestants. But they're not because they're not quite that quality. Yeah. Uh, Do you think they can make the step up? Do you think he could? Probably not. Know. No, probably I think not. he no. could. Callum Wilson, I think, misses too many chances. Yeah, uh, seven Mr. goals and six assists in eleven games this year. Yeah, I know, but he, but he, he just misses too. It's just his speed that seems to fit the whole the, Sarri thing for me. I disagree. I think Callum Wilson could do it. Mm. I think he's a terrific player and a terrific <laughs> Premier League representative but i don't think he's well, an elite player you know I, t- I tell you you know while we're talking about callum wilson and and Murata, cause we've been banging on about this yeah, for yeah. weeks cundy nicked it i see oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh not for the first time <laughs> uh, but um what i really like about callum wilson is i like his mentality this is a do you know who he reminds me of reminds me of ian wright i think it's the same kind of mentality came from non-league serious injuries come back and the mentality to come back from that tells me that this is a guy who is a winner and i mean it counts that was, for something well it me? does and there was a brilliant article by our chum liam who's quite an often, often on the show with yeah. us about um Maratta opening up about uh, having seen a psychologist and bizarrely near we were talking about that on monday night show before we were, that broke before and i was saying i was saying look He's, there's a mentality issue with Morata. He was so petulant in the game against Everton. Oh. Uh, there are issues there, uh, aside from the lack of confidence. And I, I said, I hope he's seeing a sports psychologist. Then, so then, it then appears blaming, that he is. Blaming the referee towards the end yeah, is the pattern. Yeah. It's every single time. And I hope he gets it sorted out on that point, because if he has got issues, and I, I really feel for him, but I hope, and I hope he gets sorted uh, out. I, I would like a Callum Wilson, not to Ian Wright, who... who was an elite footballer. I'd liken him more to somebody like Jonathan Walters, who had a fantastic mm. career in the Premier League. Yeah. Was always in the Premier League and not yeah. in the Championship, yeah. but he was never an elite footballer. So, in other words, so Callum Wilson should all really have an Irish passport and then play for yeah. Ireland for uh, the rest of his well, life. Well, li- listen, Bournemouth are six, and I hope Bournemouth do a burn. If Bournemouth got into the, yeah, yeah, yeah. if Bournemouth got into the Europa League, I mean that would be real history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would, I, it? But I, I especially if Manchester it, United were below them. Yeah, that would be wonderful. They're just a great side to watch as well. I really yeah, like I the effort and the speed yeah. that he gets the ball. Yeah. And of course, he's a disciple of Sarri. He went to watch Napoli. And, uh, and then uh, Eddie Howe. Uh, yeah, Eddie Howe, yeah. yeah, mm. yeah that's mm. what I meant, yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, I didn't mention his name, which is probably an error. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The manager was the manager. Come on, Jonathan, keep, yes, up. I keep, keep up. up. The manager. I'm doing 
English is not my first language. Be fair. <laughs> Manager went to watch Eddie Howe. Yes, he, and and so obviously there, uh, um, that template is something that um, that he's got from Sarri. That's what gives me such hope for Sarri as well, because all those players are all essentially as uh, um, second division players. They're they're championship players who he's made into a team, which is is a chairman's dream, isn't yeah. he, Eddie? But, Howe? You know, Neil makes a really interesting point, which I want to explore a little bit more because. You know, we, again, we've said this for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think that Morata has got all the talent in the world. He's got great God-given talent, talented lad, but maybe not the mentality to succeed to succeed at the elite level. And I, I think what Neil might be saying is that Callum Wilson hasn't got that natural ability. He's not got the talent or ability of an elite player. Yeah, but I yeah. think he has the mentality to become. Well, one. Yeah. I, I have a theory about centre forwards, yeah. and, uh, and it is this: you have got to love the spotlight. You have got yeah. to want to be top of the bill. Yeah, yeah. It has got to Arrogance, be about you. But yeah. you yeah, and I give yeah. you, I give you, Aussie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I give you Kerry. You give yeah. Jimmy Greaves. I give. Well, he wasn't the centre forward in quite no, the no, same way as a goal scorer. Scoring the goals, no, I'm so. talking about the centre forward. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the All big right. brash guys. Yeah. Right. Also, right. Kerry. Uh, Jimmy Floyd on the pitch. Oh, Jimmy. Drogba, has, uh, you know, yeah. Costa. Yeah, 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 go yeah. Costa. Yeah. Now, uh, can I tell you about a phone call? Yes. I shouldn't really tell you this. Well, it depends. If it's, as long as it's not slander. Pretend you're just telling us. All right, I'm just telling quick because we'll do another break. Yeah, nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody repeat this. Um, Nobody's listening anyway. Uh, <laughs> about nine months ago, about nine months ago, Jimmy, I was talking to Jimmy Floyd on the telephone. Yeah. He phoned me up uh, and uh, he asked me how Alvaro was doing because he'd only been mm. in the club three months. I said, yeah, yeah, he's getting the goals. But, you know, it's just... I don't feel as though he likes the spotlight. Yeah. And if you look back, the, play- the centre-forwards who didn't really flourish in the spotlight, Anelka, Torres... Sutton. Torre Andre. Good players. Yeah. I mean, Torre Andre was one of and my favourite did, did well players, elsewhere as but well. But they didn't really do it against the big clubs, whereas Didier, Diego, Jimmy... You know, give me, mm. and, and I said, I just think all you great centre-forwards, you've got to love the spotlight. I said, I said... Basically, you're all prima donnas, and he's not like that. And Jimmy said, I wasn't a prima donna. <laughs> I said, Jimmy, you were the biggest prima donna I've ever met. <laughs> right, I loved, we all loved him. We, loved we him, all yeah. loved him. Yeah. Right, we're going to take a break. Fantastic theory. I love that. It's strikers. They are different. A bit like goalkeepers, cut from a different cloth, aren't they? You're listening to the Chelsea fan show here on Love Sport Radio. Love Sport, 558 AM. Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport. My oldest son mm. is a dancer, and he had a dance show, uh, which was at uh, Jackson's Lane Theatre in North London, mm. and it was straight after the North London derby, oh. and we'd beaten Spurs 5-2, right, you can imagine, <laughs> I want to go down the pub, yeah. Yeah. no, no, because I'm a dutiful dad, I went to see Elliot, oh. my son, dance, and and uh, it, I, I found it quite hard to sit still, yeah. I've got to be totally honest with you, we've just beaten Spurs, you know, there's a quiet moment, I go, we've just beaten Spurs 5-2, <laughs> we were 2-0 down, we won 5-2, anyway, you go dance, son. You're doing a great job. I'm so happy to be here without any alcohol. Weekdays from 6.30am. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter, or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. Each Saturday from 2.30, we'll be celebrating your teams. We'll be covering...
covering all the games, all the goals, and we'll be giving you your London scores first. The Score with James Sherwood and Richard Lee. Giving you all the latest news and we'll let you share your views, good or bad. We want to hear from you. Give us a call on 0208 70 20 558. The Score with James Sherwood and Richard Lee. Saturdays from 2.30 on Love Sport. 558 AM. Love Sport. It's the Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. Jake Watson with you till 10pm. The Chelsea Fan Cast joined by Neil Spy Barnett. And we want to talk about some news that broke, was it back end of last week, that a former Chelsea... He's a legend, right? That was Joe this Cole. week, wasn't it? Was it this week? It was It was some point. It was the recently. Last... They've all merged into That's one say, these days and weeks. Recently. recently. Sorry. Yeah, he did actually. Is he a legend, Joe Cole? Well, I, I will, don't go down that path. No, we'll spend another hour talking yeah, about will, that. We yeah. will because yeah. I, I think it's bandied around very loosely these days. No, he wasn't. I don't think. Yes, okay. he was. <laughs> I don't think he was. But I absolutely no. I love Joe Cole. Now I know that we're going to be regaled, much to my delight, uh, by loads of uh, idiosyncratic Neil Spy Barnett stories tonight. <laughs> and we love. That's them. kind of why why I love having him on the show. But I've got one. I've got one for you. What, an idiosyncratic Neil Spy Barnett <laughs> no, story? An, an idiosyncratic <laughs> St- Stanford Chidge story. But oh, okay. uh, I remember about two years before Joe Cole broke through at West Ham, there was a, a, a friend of my wife's, his, her boyfriend. We went and had a dinner with him down in Croydon. And he was a football scout. He's a lovely bloke as well. And he used to scout for Everton. And... Um, I think it was, uh, you know, I think Gaza had kind of, you know, drifted out of the game around the same time. We got talking about football, we're talking about Gaza. And Everton was his last club. Yeah. Gaza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying to me, saying, he said, you know, I've, I've seen a player, I've found a player who will be the next Gaza. He said, remember this, remember this kid's name. Uh, he said, I think West Ham have grabbed him and his name's Joe Cole. And I thought nothing about it for years. And then, of course, he did break through at West Ham. He's a wonderful player. And I, I could not believe it when when we bought Joe Cole. I was so excited because I remembered what this guy had said to me. And I was thinking, yes. And uh, it came, talking of Fulham, uh, we had uh, Slavisa Jukanovic, didn't we? At the time. As our number 10. Now, I've never been a great shirt wearer, Neil, let alone have football shirt wearer. And you're not wearing one, then. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not, you know, I've never been into really wearing shirts at the football, but... Jukanovic was so blooming appalling that I actually, I actually, I got a shirt. It was one of those it was that awful. Um, I can't remember what they look like now. It wasn't an auto glass one, but anyway, I got this Chelsea shirt and I had Chidge and Ten on the back as a personal protest that uh, you could. Do that I would job. have done a better job. Than Nobody Jukanovic. would have known that though, would they, Chidge? They just what? thought you had a shirt with Ten on. No, but no, on. but I would tell people that oh, right, were right, affronted right. by the fact that they'd see me in a shirt with <laughs> a number. Should have had I hate Jukanovic on the front. I know. That would have been, been less subtle. It was subtle, John, yeah. and, and clever as befits me. As befits clearly. you, yeah. But you know, so, un- anyway, so that was that. And, and then uh, many years later, um, uh, well, not many years later, I wrote a blog about it in CFC UK about why this had happened and how much I love Joe Cole and the rest of it. And uh, I got him to sign the CFC UK uh, not, not long after that, and he read it and he giggled about the fact that I had done this one-man protest and then retired 
my Chidge 10 shirt when we signed Joe Cole and he became number 10. So there you go. Uh, can I tell you a Joe Cole story? Yep. Uh, I've got a radio show, as you know, uh, in America. Sirius. Yeah, Sirius XM. He came on it today. Did he really? This morning. Blimey. He came on it, stopped his shopping at one o'clock Why didn't you get him London, on this one, Chidge? And he Because like, Neil knows the stars, mate. You know, <laughs> he came on it. Oh, after the game. And, and he was... He was unbelievably passioned, passionate yeah. and outspoken and uh, critical mm. of the performance of the USA last night against England and of the structure of football development in the USA. Because he's out there, isn't he? The no, he's oh, retired from Tampa yeah. Bay Roundies and they've moved back right. to London. So he's not, gonna, he's not going to do coaching or anything out there, then? No, he's going to coach back yeah. here. Because yeah. um, he was doing a bit out there, wasn't he? I yeah, 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 in his last season, but he's, yeah. he's going to coach back. He's nearly got his UEFA badge already, which would mean he could actually... Uh, uh, manage in the Premier League yeah, yeah. so he's well down the road really? of his of his uh, of his badges uh, and he wants to be a coach he mm. wants to be a coach uh, but he he yeah he, he he was really critical because he understands what's wrong and what's required mm. um, they were very poor last night indeed the USA. they weren't that good <laughs> they were worse. Yeah. I, thought, I thought Joe Cole's performance as a as a pundit was better than the entire yeah. US teams as football. <laughs> well, 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 I, I was that chap Pulisic as well, who yeah. we've been link, link, linked with. George Weir's son. So sorry. Pulisic. I interviewed Pulisic. him after the game. George Weir's son. I interviewed Timothy Weir, and yeah. I said to him, "I've worked with Chelsea for many years, and I was here in 2000 with your dad. I know your dad. I was here with him at the FA Cup final. He played at the same venue." And do you know what the biggest difference between him and you is? And the answer was, Timothy has hair. But, uh, <laughs> he's tall, Timothy. And hasn't scored a hat-trick against Gillingham. Well, yeah, he got two. Did he get two? I've never been good at maths, no, um, you know that. Joe Cole, uh, in 2005-2006, when we won the league the second time, for me, was our best player that season. Yeah. Yes, he was phenomenal. Um, Absolutely agree. And he got win, injured, of course. He didn't win player of the year because we had a manager who insisted on deciding who the fans had voted for uh, and um, and therefore he he uh, he won it in 2007 2008 the year we got to the Champions League final when he probably didn't deserve it madness uh, he, he went to the World Cup in 2006 having been our best player I thought that season yeah. he was England's best player at the yep. World Cup yeah uh, he came back that pre-season Chelsea were in LA uh, but played the MLS All-Stars, the the best team of the American League. Was that 2009? 2006. Okay. In Chicago, and he turned his knee yeah. on, I think, I think uh, uh, an artificial pitch, yeah. I'm not sure, or, or a very new pitch, if it wasn't an artificial pitch, and for me, it was never the same again. Yeah, it often yeah. happens, doesn't it? And, and I mean, people get injured, and people... They do. The I, look, I mean, here's the thing, guys. I mean... As I said, I, 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 I love Joe Cole even when he was at West Ham, although it's almost sacrilegious to say it. So I, I always desperately wanted Joe Cole to do well. He's, he, he's got a rare talent, and I think play, players like that are just so special. And I'm sitting here thinking, you know, should we, should we be disappointed that, we, that he didn't perhaps reach his full potential, or is that perhaps asking too much? And I think Joe actually summed it up in his statement beautifully by saying that, you know, you can say that 
um i might be disappointed that i didn't do some other great things but actually i'm just i just have a smile on my face at what i did achieve in the game because not many people get to do that and i thought that was a really quite mature a, a, thing a, a, to say, yeah, exactly yeah. but you know what i mean should we be disappointed that we that he didn't reach his potential or should we just be grateful that we saw him i don't think people realize what that injury took out of him yeah. and i think this happens in football and he worked so hard to yeah. come out from it i i remember joe and funnily enough i brought this up today uh in our interview today I remember Joe coming back from that at Cobham, uh, and he would walk from the dressing room to the treatment room with a football, dribbling it with his good knee, and he'd lie on the he'd lie on the psychiatrist's bed on the physio's bed, and he'd keep, keep do keepy uppy with his good fit <laughs> foot, you know. And when he was a kid, he took the ball to bed, you know. Nowadays, if you walk from the treatment room to the dressing room and back, you do it with your face in your phone. It's a different world, isn't it? But yeah, despite the fact that Joe Cole's injuries certainly did stop him from being... maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced just how much better he could have been, but I think we can safely say he would have had more years yeah. at the very top had it not been for their injuries. Um, it, the, the Spurs game was one of the best for me. When what, I think, what was it? Was it 4 all? It ended yeah. up... When he, he was just completely. Well, I mean, I, I love the obviously the goal against Manchester United as well, brilliant. Yeah. But I love that goal he scored against Norwich the year we won the league the first time away. When he just he he fought, he brutalised yeah. his way through. It wasn't skill, yeah. and then hammered a twenty-five yeah, yeah, yarder yeah. with his left foot. You look at the number of goals he scored yeah. with his left foot, and then you come back and ask me about Morata, left foot, Torres, left foot. Two-footed players, hey, these guys worked at it, and that's why they were yeah, as good as they were. Right. right, time for another breather, and after that, we're going to talk about Gary Cahill. Are we? We are. Probably nobody phoning in. Legend. Giving your team a voice. Love Sport Radio. Can you save money on your car insurance? Chris did, with a little help from a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. I'm Chris from Leicestershire, a truck driver. I went on a spokesman set, which was very easy to use for an old kit like myself, and the £300 savings enabled me to take my granddaughter to Pontins on holiday. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Real people, real savings. Compare, switch, and save with a spokesman said.com. Fighting for you. Saving you money. The Novotel London Blackfriars, the official hotel partner of Love Sport. Located just minutes away from the city and London's famous South Bank. You can kick back and taste the flavours of the world at the Jamboree Bar and Grill and enjoy all the sights of London in style. The Novotel London Blackfriars. <laughs> you could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you save, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. 
FanHub, the new app that rewards fans. Yes, you've heard it right. If you support your team, FanHub will support you. Simply select your club and the app automatically finds the cheapest train tickets and hotels for every fixture. It records how many miles you've done following your team with a leaderboard that shows the most dedicated. FanHub also rewards you with discounts and freebies from partners such as Uber, Just Park and Amazon. Download FanHub from the App Store and check in at the stadium to start earning rewards. There's no purchase necessary. FanHub. Fan loyalty. Rewarded. Love sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. Love Sport. Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show till 9pm. Jake Watson in for Aaron Paul. Uh, the Chelsea Fan Cast with me as usual, but we've got a special guest, Neil Spy Barnett, on the phone. No, we haven't. No, we've no, got him in here. the studio. But what we're going to do now, Chidge, thank you for correcting me, is it's we're going right. to head over to the phone lines Point where Mark has called in from Cincinnati, Ohio. Mark, good evening. Or is it good morning? Where good are evening, you? Good evening, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, it's about 2.45 here. Lovely. Okay. Hello, Mark. You all right? Yes, I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, mate. Have you got a question for Spy? Hang on, hang on. Oh, Wait, oh, oh, I, I've got, a question, He's got a question for Mark. <laughs> Which famous ex-Chelsea player lived for about 20 years in Cincinnati? I think wow. I know. Hmm. I think I know. I think. I, I don't know. I did, had no idea. Right. It's Chinch, Chinch. Chinch. Is it Bobby Tambling? No. No. Kiddo? Eddie McCready? No. Oh, no. Look no. at me, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know he wasn't even born. McCready lived in Tennessee, I believe. Yeah, and still does. still does. Still does. So it was, what's the answer? It was Charlie Cook. Charlie Cook. Of okay. course. Damn. Ah. Damn. Oh. Mark, have you got a question this evening for Neil or any of the other guys? Yes, I do. First of all, I just want to say, Neil, it's an honor to speak on the phone with you, sir. And my question is, what is Roman Abramovich like? I've only read one interview he's ever Good done. Question. I've never really heard his voice speak. What is he like? Because for me, it, it just seems like how I would be on FIFA. Like, you know, he just the way, the way he was when he first bought the club. It's like, you know, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. You're no good, you're gone. It, it just seemed like he was like a fan. He wasn't in it for the money. He wasn't in it for anything other than he loved Chelsea. So is, is my assessment correct? No, I'll be quiet and listen. What was the <laughs> interview you read with him, the one he gave to a journalist in Siberia in the province where he was uh, the governor uh, around the time that he took over Chelsea? Yeah, it's like the only one he's ever done. Yeah. Like I, uh, I read it the story, the story I understand behind that interview was, was that his uh, normal PR guy uh, turned up a day after him and he did it absolutely randomly, uh, and nobody could believe he'd done it. It was wow. quite extraordinary uh, that he did it. What's he like? Uh, you met him a few times, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. had meetings with him, yeah. He's a listener. Uh, he likes to listen. Uh, what, of the show? 
<laughs> of course he is, Jake. How could you even question that he might not be? Well, when he, Obviously. When he first started and, and uh, uh, was with uh, was it Irina, his second wife, mm. who spoke very good English, she used to translate Chelsea TV for him when I used to do the, wow. uh, the phone-in shows. He used to watch all those and she yeah. used to translate for him. And she said, I feel as though I spend more time with you. Uh, to me, she said, I feel as though I spend more time with you than I do with <laughs> uh, I'm always talking. I'm always talking with you. Uh, but um, uh, he, he, he did learn English. Uh, he's got very strong views about football uh, and about Chelsea. And he is absolutely impassioned about it. Absolutely impassioned. And when people say he wants to sell, uh, I don't know, the economic issues and the financial issues or anything else, but what I am absolutely certain of passion-wise, he wouldn't want to sell at all. So he loves the club then, Neil? He does. Because we he, all always say he does. No, he, he you know, we don't genuinely, know. genuinely does. And he has strong views. And I've had differences of opinion with him about individual players that I wouldn't ever, ever publicise. Because uh, he has strong views. And mm. he, he's like a supporter. He is a supporter. Uh, 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 and he likes, he likes the banter of the support. Mm. Mark, what did you make of that answer? Oh, wow. Uh, well, it kind of confirmed my suspicions. It, it just, it, that's how I've always pictured it. He was just like one of us, but billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, which means as well that he can, he, he can uh, turn it into business. Um, and I think, I think if you look at the history of Roman's time at Chelsea, it's, it's very intriguing because he obviously invested a hell of a lot of money into it to get it up to scratch with the with the big boys and he brought in very early on the best young manager in jose and the best uh chief executive for both football and business peter kenya, in peter kenya. Yep. uh and he rather lost his toy that he bought mm. um so in 2005 yep. when chelsea won the league for the first time he brought in a director of football frank anderson uh, uh but such was the power of jose that when frank turned up at the training ground jose told him that uh he should go away and in, in those words and be in the academy <laughs> and he kind of became the head of the academy alongside neil bath until the day that jose left when he walked back into the first team building now by that time of course we got another director of football and uh, the power shift had happened at chelsea over that awful summer of 2007 when we were signing players that either on free transfers or that jose didn't want uh, uh, and uh, Avram Grant had become the director of football. He now became the manager. Frank became the director of football. And the whole basis of the way the club was run changed. Mm. Um, and and the coach lost the power. Well, he'd already lost the power. Jose had lost the power by then. Um, but, of course, we had the spine, Mark. We, we had the spine of Czech Terry Lampard Drogba. And when people say... How did Chelsea do so well through those years with such instability at the top? We didn't have instability at the top. We had the greatest stability in the history of football. Yeah. We had Czech Terry Lampard Drobber. And let me tell you <laughs> that my first game as a fan was in 1959. And you can... Uh, I beat you, Spy. I beat you. Did you? Yeah, 54. 54? Yeah, my dad took me. I was a baby. Were you? Yeah. You bloody old geezer. He's done, yeah. Much older than you. And, um, <laughs> and, and from Jimmy Greaves, from Ozzy 
uh, and and Charlie and and my all-time hero Peter Bonetti from Ray Wilkins and Kerry and Pat and Wisey and Franco and even Eden. I'm telling you that if you're going to have a discussion about Chelsea's four best play, uh, best player, the short list of four is Czech Terry Lampard Drogba. And if you want to know why. I'll show you the medal. <laughs> Mark, really appreciate the call. Thank you so, so much for listening to the show. Please do continue <laughs> uh, to do so. Um, we were going to carry on talking about Gary Cahill, but we'll, we'll stick on kind of Roman, you know, for a little while. Also, I want to get your views on Claudio Ranieri as well, because I presume it was another manager you, you met and spent time with. Yes. Yeah. We want to get your views on that, but save all that. Anja Kanovic, loads more to speak about in, in the next hour here on the show. But just kind of finishing on Roman, do you think there's much more for him to achieve? What's the next thing for him to keep him interested? Or do you think that's not necessarily important? Uh, it's, it's, there's nothing to keep him interested mm. because there's the football. Um, on the business side, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much uh, he wants to continue being involved in the transfers. I mean, you know, having talked through that process of getting a director of football, we now have a director of football who's never been involved in football, in, in Marina Granovskaya. Mm. And when uh, Marcus Alonso uh, last month signed his new five-year contract, the football quotes from the club were from Marina. Uh, that's a very... That's a club very confident of itself if it can do something like that. Um, Marina's never done an interview. But isn't that because they're very confident with Sarri, who appears to be a breath of fresh air, and, they, and I think they'll back him, personally. That's the view that I get, because the football has changed into the kind of football that, that uh, Roman, uh, uh, Roman, craved. Roman yeah. craved. Yeah, but he, he doesn't get a say in transfers, does he? No. It isn't it put through him at all? I think oh, he yeah. accepted that, didn't he, when he took the job, which was a big reason why they liked oh, the sorry, idea yeah. of bringing sorry, him rather in. than yeah, Roman. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I think Neil's got an interesting point, because there has been a sea change, hasn't there, in how it's done. But, I mean, we were crying, we were, we've been bleating on about it for a long time, that they, if they are going to do it, then get a really good director of football. We, we won and the league. got Marina, who actually, well, I don't know, I mean, is she doing a good job or not? I think it's hard to, to know, really. We won the league in 2015, we won the league in 2017, uh... In 2015, when we won the league, I thought we were a two-man team, Terry and Hazard. In 2017, yeah, it was better, but Hazard was the best player by a million miles. A million miles. We are Eden Hazard. Mm. Fantastic stuff. Right, we're going to take another break. And in just a couple of seconds, I'll kind of tee up what we've got coming up in the second hour of tonight's show. Right, it is nearly half time on this evening's Chelsea Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio. But in the next hour, we're going to flip things over a little bit and we're going to start interviewing Neil. We're going to ask him some questions. And Chelsea fans, if you've got questions that you want to ask him, 0208 70 20 558 is the number. At Love Sport Radio is the Twitter handle where you can send me a tweet. Also, we're going to do a, a half-term report. It's international break. I want to know who's been your player of the season so far your young player of the year and your most improved and also we've got the former Chelsea player Paul Canneville joining us before 9pm this evening so loads to get through stay with us Chidge JK in all the years you've been following Chelsea you hardly ever miss a match home or away but how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV oh Chidge I'd be bereft inconsolable the thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? 
Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They're carefree, wherever they may be. They're the famous CFC. Blue is their colour and football is their game. If you come to Stamford Bridge, you'll remember their name. It's the Chelsea Fancast on Love Sport. To Love Sport Radio, it's the Chelsea Fan Show for another hour. The Chelsea Fan Cast, Chidge and Kiddle, joining us as usual. Um, but we've got a lovely, brilliant, special guest this evening, thoroughly enjoying the stories and the opinions and the thoughts of Neil Spy Barnett. Chelsea fans, it's a great opportunity if you have got questions for him to get them in before the end of the show. Uh, just another quick reminder of that number if you haven't got it written down already. It's 0208 70 258. I do know somebody who has something. Is this directed at Neil Chidge? It is actually, no, yes. because uh, let's, uh, let's you hear. know, it's a tweet and I when I saw it earlier on, I you know, because I'm a, you know, I'm getting old, Neil, so I forget things all the time. So I've tried really hard to remember this. I saw this on Twitter hours <laughs> ago, 
Um, but it's it's from our mate Dan, Dan Silver, who who is very much part of the, the fan cast mob. Uh, and this is just brilliant. And I think this sums up, actually, what a lot of uh, people who are listening, a lot of people who follow Chelsea, will, will think when they hear their name Spy and Neil Barnett. And Dan says, he says, So when I was young, in my first job, and Club Call were the only source to hear Chelsea news, <laughs> uh, so as an office junior... And during my lunchtime, I would call Club Cool. About a month later, I heard from my boss office, uh, boss uh, in the office. Uh, there's that number again, 0898121159. I gulped. 12, 11, 59. Yeah. <laughs> I gulped. I should have got you to do the number, shouldn't I? Anyway, I gulped. Uh, started a cold sweat as the speakerphone went on, and the numbers were dialed, and the dulcet tones of Neil were heard throughout the office. I went to lunch, and returned to my desk to find a yellow post-it note saying, Stop calling Club Cool on company phones, and we will be deducting £68 from your wages, an expensive lesson learnt. I then followed uh, Neil to Harlington over various summers. He and Phyllis were the regulars. Anyway, a shame we don't see Neil anymore, as he is proper Chelsea and he knows his stuff. Proper Thanks Chels. for the memories and the hole in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Club, well, Club Corps was the first daily relationship that fans could have with the club yeah, through the media. Exactly. Uh, and uh, we were supposed to... Uh, I, I got the gig through the chief executive of Queen's Park Rangers, believe it or not. Really? I was the sports editor of the London newspaper group, which included uh, Fulham Chronicle and Kensington Chelsea News or whatever. It, there were about 13 papers. Uh, and um, I'd become the sports editor in February 1986, and just in time for QPR to beat Chelsea in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. Uh, 2-0 in extra time at Stamford Bridge. I was and, there. Yeah, that was a grim night. Uh, and uh, Rangers went on to beat Liverpool in the semi-finals uh, and lose to Oxford United 3-0 in the final. Uh, but the, the following week in the local paper, the paper covered Chelsea, QPR and Fulham, I wrote that uh, as poor as they were in the final... This will be remembered for a long, long time as a great year for Queen's Park Rangers because they're not a club that go to Wembley regularly. I'm not sure they've been again except no. for playoffs, have they? Um, uh, and he liked, the chief executive liked the spin I put on it. Uh, and I spoke to him on the phone, I never met him. And when BT, who, did, who uh, started Club Call, called him, and signed up Queen's Park Rangers first, he nominated me for the job. So they phoned me and asked me about my radio experience. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> we all do that. Who's <laughs> ever done that? And got the job, and I said, but I'm a Chelsea supporter. What chance are they getting Chelsea? And they said, oh, we're signing Chelsea next week. You got it. <laughs> wow. And I got Chelsea. Brilliant. And then I got Wimbledon as well. And the first guy I ever interviewed for Wimbledon uh, in 1987, which was the beginning of the season when they won yeah, the FA yeah. Cup, was a little 19-year-old who had, I think, his arm in plaster because he'd broken his arm and couldn't go on pre-season training, called Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise. Never oh, heard of him. His, his voice <laughs> Whatever broke. happened to Dennis Wise? Uh, guys, going to head over to the phone lines. We've had another wow. call in. Uh, Ryan's on the phone. Ryan, I believe you have a question for Mr Barnett. What is it, please? Yeah, I have. Cheers for having me on, guys. Um... Yeah, I just wanted to know, because obviously Neil, he's, uh, he, he's had the best job in the world for like however long, I don't know, he's right up close to the squad all the time. And off the back of that Maratta chat, I just wanted to know if there's been any high-profile appointments, you know, a managerial player or anything that haven't really worked out, 
like we've had a few obviously and you've just known after a few weeks of being around just nah this ain't gonna work and if and why <laughs> if possible brilliant, brilliant. um oh dear come on let's hear some names uh, sorry, to, sorry to put you on the spot Brian, <laughs> brilliant <mate>. question um, <laughs> uh if i it, if, well, I, I, I don't want to go down the player route because that's just subjective. But but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, people who who I I never thought that Nando would work out for Nando mm. Torres. Um, one of the nicest guys you can meet, by the way, the guy who uh, walked out of Stamford Bridge at the end of a game and walked home uh, rather than went in his big car which other people have done i mean it's not Bartley recently ross bartley yeah. did do it after after his uh equalizer against manchester united <laughs> um yeah he did uh and uh um i just it it, it was just it he came it you know it, it's like uh how can anybody feel uh fill alex ferguson's boots at Old Trafford, how could anyone fill yeah, no. Didier Drogba's boots at, at, at Stamford yeah. Bridge? And it was, it, it was just an absolute non-starter that. And and uh, it was, but but management-wise, um, no, I, I uh, no, <laughs> I, I mean you desperately want Ryan, to say, Ryan, desperately wants to. Ryan, what I'm really going down the road of is that I, I some people, say. some people were. I just didn't like, uh, and okay, uh, Scolari or Vias Bowen? <laughs> no, neither of them. I was going to say Scolari. Really? Really? No, no. I mean, I mean, Scolari came as a World Cup winner yeah. and a European Championships runner-up, and we all thought he was going to be wonderful, and he just turned into everybody's favourite uncle, really. Um, and and he was old-fashioned. The time yeah. had moved on. Uh, I think what does happen, Ryan, a lot is that time moves so quickly in football. So, for instance, people talk about Wenger being a man out of time. The man who made Wenger out of time was Jose, because Jose came, and this incredible analysis of opposition that he did was something that that Wenger just wasn't in his makeup wasn't prepared to do and then everybody did it and 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 if you didn't do it you got left behind and that's what happened to Wenger uh now everybody's got an attacking pattern to play and Jose hasn't and he's struggling he's struggling mm. without it he doesn't he doesn't look as though his teams don't look as though they know how they're ever going to score a goal um uh, but from day one from day one you knew that Mourinho was going to be an absolutely galactic success at Chelsea yeah. um, but but for a failure for Fernando sorry mate <laughs> uh, Ryan I'll give, you, I'll give you one of mine sure, for what it's Ooh, worth go on then let's I have it quickly I went to a uh, league cup game home to Fulham nil nil went to penalties Lukaku started up front we didn't spend much money on him but he was quite a high profile youngster at the time and I remember the ball got away from him near the Fulham goal went out for a goal kick he was sat on the floor, like, pretending to adjust his socks or something. And JT, who was tracking back, turned around, ran 50 yards, picked him up off the floor, slapped him on the backside and told him to get on with it. And I just thought, nah. Uh, Ryan, I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to have to do, Ryan, is going to have to listen to Neil tell you that story after the break. But, Ryan, really... Wait, 
Re- really appreciate the call. I've got to play five. I've got to play five aside in a minute. I'll catch you on the download. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Top Ryan. Line. Really Brilliant appreciate line. it. A great question. Uh, hopefully, he got the answer or an answer. He'll get um, an answer. Yeah. He'll get an answer. Uh, great stuff. Keep those questions coming in for Neil. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. This is Love Sport. Love Sport. I work for RespokesmanSaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit RespokesmanSaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. There's a story here that reveals what the tasks that get harder for us are as we get older in life. And uh, Stop looking at me. <laughs> I'm already in a bad mood because they keep sending me texts from the NHS about free flu jabs. <laughs> you are now of an age where you're like, yeah, all right, I know. It was That's an moment. awful moment mm. in my life. <laughs> I realised that all these things are derided. I was actually there now. It's the Brian Moore Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558am. Stories do not stop (laughs) during the break. So non-stop chat today. Really, really enjoying it. Chiz, did you have a question? No, I've got to finish. You need to finish. Yes, sorry, story, no, sorry. No, no, so no, many I've questions. Got, I've got a Romilly's, to Romilly's season, first season was 2011-2012 when mm. Andre Villas-Boas was our manager, and he played quite a few games, mostly as a sub, but he did play quite a yeah. few games. And some years later, he told me that he came into those games and he did not know what he was supposed to be doing. He was not aware how he was supposed to play, what he was supposed to be doing. I don't know what the coaching was like. I don't know what the issues were, but he didn't know. And he said there were only two games where he really knew what he was doing. And I said, which two? And he said, the two I played with John Terry. And I said, why did you know? And he said, because he taught me through the game. I said, but he was 50 yards away from me. So it didn't make any difference. He taught me through the game, and I finally discovered what I was supposed to be doing Mm. that's an interesting um, do you think JT will make a good manager then I don't know I don't know because I think management (coughs) management is so different I I think uh, I think you cannot overestimate the genius of John Terry aside from his football Mm. in the football team yeah on, leadership. In the dressing room, mm. on the football pitch, right. I don't think you can overestimate his yeah. genius. It's interesting, though, because I never thought, looking at Frank Lampard as a footballer, that he would be a manager. Now, I know it's incredibly early days for him at the moment, but I'm seeing a t- completely different man that I saw as a footballer. And now I'm looking at Frank Lampard thinking, actually, I think you could be really quite special as a manager. Whereas on the flip side of John Terry, I think everyone always looked at John Terry as a, as a footballer thinking... He's going to be a coach. He's going to be a manager. And we've seen leaders, you know, and footballing legends 
like your Roy Keynes, for example. Tony Adams. Exactly. Then go into management. These people who you thought would be natural leaders and their Warren managers, Robson. they're not actually very good at it. So it'd be interesting to see in a, in a few years' time, because I expect Terry will go into management, what the comparison between well, Lampard it. and Terry is. L- Lance's press conference after the Chelsea derby game was identical to first-era Jose press conferences. <laughs> talked up every player. Yeah, talked really. them up. Talked them up. Talked them yeah. up. It was brilliant. Right. We were talking about Torres early on, hmm. and you never thought he'd, he'd make it, basically. I went to the training... I went down to Cobham. I can't remember why now, but uh, uh, it, was, it was in the kind of height or the nadir of, of Torres's, you know, dry spell. And uh, the person who was showing around, who, for obvious reasons, will remain nameless... He was showing us kind of we were kind of leaving, but we kind of had to go past all the the players' cars. And as you can imagine, there's quite a selection there. So he he stopped and started telling us, "Well, that's so and so's car, that's so and so's car," and uh, and then he said, "Oh, and, and this is Torres's car." And you can tell because if you look at the front, there's a great big dent in it, so <laughs> he doesn't miss all the time. Superman, <laughs> superman. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me! I, 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 I felt around that time uh, that we we didn't buy well. Nah, that's my own feeling. Uh, Gave we, him every opportunity. We bought. Didn't we? we bought. Uh, we won the double in 2010, and that summer we bought Ramirez. Uh, Ramirez played in the Benfica team that won the league that year. Very interesting team. Four four two they played, mm. and he was a right winger. He wasn't a midfielder. Yeah. He was a right winger. The left winger was Angel Di Maria. The midfielder was Witzel, who's now starring for Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember who the other midfielder was. A fairly uh, good team, though. Uh, and it was, yeah, yeah. But we bought it, uh, Rami, and we played him in midfield in a 4-3-3. And his touch was just... <laughs> I mean, it Interesting. Just, it was not Premier League quality, I'm afraid. It just wasn't Premier League quality. And he played midfield, and I thought he was appalling. And then, one day, up at Wolves, in 2011-12, Andre Villas-Boas played him on the wing, and he scored. He scored the opening goal, and he played quite well. Mm. He played quite well. Do you know that in Roberto Di Matteo's time as Chelsea manager, Ramirez did not play midfield once? Not once. He only played wide. In a 4-2-3-1, it was Robbie. People forget this. We played 4-3-3, and then Robbie Di Matteo turned us into 4-2-3-1. Mm. And he played wide right. And he was playing wide right when he scored in the FA Cup semi-final. Yep. He was playing wide left when both against Barcelona to stop Dani Alves and against uh, Napoli to stop their right back uh, when he crossed for Drogba goals. He was playing... Uh, he was playing right wing when he scored in the FA Cup final. And when he got the famous goal against Barcelona, he'd started on the right wing, but he was actually playing right back because yeah. Kale, and Dropper, yeah. uh, Kale and Terry had gone off. Yeah. Uh, and he was playing right back. Everything you remember about Rami being good, he was wide. Yeah. He was not a midfielder, and our midfield really did deteriorate with mm. him there. He was a wide player. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you're listening to Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show until 9 p.m. From Adams Park to Wembley, we've got it covered. Love Sport Radio. In a world full of United, Cities, Rovers, there's only one Hotspur. The official Tottenham Hotspur membership, One Hotspur, is now on sale to new members. Gain access to ticket priority windows, receive a gift pack and plenty more Spurs benefits. Tottenham Hotspur, it's your club. 
make it official. Sign up today at tottenhamhotspur.com slash join. Hi, my name's Kurt Edwards. I work in advertising and live in Surrey. Last year, the family content insurance was £745. A friend of mine had recommended a spokesman said.com when it came for this year's renewal. I managed to get it for £403. So for those 10 minutes on that website, I saved over £340. I told my family, my friends, you'd be absolutely mad not to give it a go. TheSpokesmanSaid.com. Fighting for you, saving you money. You could make the main dealer's day by paying over the odds. Or you could go to Big Motoring World and save a fortune on up to 2,000 pre-owned BMWs, Mercedes, Audis and VWs in stock. Then with the money you saved, put a smile on your face with a cheeky weekend away for two. Give yourself a break at Big Motoring World. Just minutes from the M25. See bigmotoringworld.co.uk. Big, big, big motoring world. 1.7 seconds. It's over in a flash. This is the average view time of a video ad on a mobile device. Money worth spent, don't you think? Mark Pritchard, chief brand officer of Procter & Gamble, the world's biggest advertiser, has said that digital ads are annoying people with too much frequency. So, digital media, stick your algorithms up your... Anyway, radio is different. The average listener tunes in for over 21 hours every week. Your potential customers are listening right now. Grow your business with Love Sport Radio. Taking antibiotics when you don't need them puts you and your family at risk of a longer and more severe illness. Always take your doctor's advice. Search NHS Antibiotics. This is Love Sport. Yeah, it's the Chelsea Fan Show. We've got another 40 minutes yet. Please do keep those questions and calls coming in. Um, not just for Neil, but for the other guys as well. Uh, apparently, Chidge has got us more interesting stories than Neil. Is no, this true? No, no, no. I think what Jonathan was saying... You've got more. No, what Jonathan was saying off air <laughs> was that uh, he's heard all of my stories quite often, several times in the same show. Same story, really. <laughs> no, that's unfair, Chidge. <laughs> Probably Every true. other show. <laughs> OK, there we go. Yeah. But if you, feel, if you feel like you've not heard Chidge's stories before and you'd like to hear them, yes. then the number, once again, 0208 70 20 558. Uh, but I know that you guys have some questions that you want to yeah. pose to Neil this evening. Kind of around... His involvement in the club and kind of how it all started. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we know about club call and the Chelsea TV thing, but I mean, I think a lot of people would have... I think most people are more familiar with you because of the on-pitch stuff. So, I mean, how, how did all that start? Uh, in 1991, the, the fanzines were getting really angry with the old Bridge News. Uh, and Red Card and the Chelsea Independent, but Red Card in particular was running a campaign to end it. And uh, in order to try and see off that campaign, uh, the editor of Bridge News, Dennis Signey, who in fact uh, was the chief executive at Queen's Park Rangers, who got me into Club Call in the first place. He was now the editor of uh, Bridge News and was a close friend of manager Bobby Campbell. Uh, was appalled when Alan Collis, the uh, editor of Red Card, was asked to do a four-page pull-out satirical, uh, satirical pull-out uh, in each month's issue. And he asked me, Dennis, if I'd do it, if he could put my name forward for doing it uh, in Alan's place. I felt I owed Dennis because he got me into club court. I said, yeah, OK. Hmm. And not very enthusiastically. And I was in at, uh, I was in at uh, the ivy-clad offices one day, getting my club call interviews and doing various things. And a 
Colin Hutchinson uh, called me into... Oh, said to me, uh, who's, of course, managing director Colin Hutchinson, said to me, I hear you're doing the four-page pull-out. And I said to him, yeah, if I must. Uh, And he said, what do you mean by that? And I said, I just don't think it's a very good idea. That's not what's lacking in Bridge News, a second-rate satire pull-out every month. (laughs) Uh, And he said, what is lacking? So I... Without thinking, I said, Insight. And he said, what a great name for a newspaper, Chelsea Insight. <laughs> he said, come in my office. So I went in his office, and he said, but of course you couldn't run a newspaper on your own, knowing full well that I had in a previous life mm. run a local right. newspaper on my own, and knowing full well that I knew he'd run a newspaper <laughs> on his own. So I said two words to him, because you could talk to Colin Hutchinson like that, and he said, sit down, and ten minutes later I was the editor <laughs> of the newspaper. And uh, we turned Bridge News into Onside in yeah, the end, yeah. and I edited that for 13 years. Was the trouble with Bridge News initially that it, it didn't have any insight? That was It was just banal, was yeah. it? It was just plastic. And it, it had all the same stuff as the programme as well. Oh, right. Uh, uh, and in fact, we had a quite vibrant letters page in, in, in Onside for those years um the following year or the following um yeah december 1992 i was in at the ivy cloud offices on a friday getting some interviews uh and uh colin hutchinson came out of his office we were playing manchester united that weekend he said bloody hell because he was from yorkshire bloody hell he said we've got about five presentations to make on the pitch this weekend we can't do it from the pa box public uh, address bots we can't let from the pa bots we can't organize it there's too much going on we need someone on the pitch right who's got the biggest bloody mouth spy you (laughs) get out on the pitch so i looked at him i said i'm not going out on the pitch on my own everyone will call me a mm." (laughs) at the very least yeah i said i need to take someone out with me he said i don't care what you do you're in charge of it now just do it so I got Paul Elliott, who was the yeah. uh, who was uh, in his rehabilitation yeah. after the terrible injury up at Anfield that ended his career, and he was still uh, in plaster on crutches. And he came out with me, and the night before the game, I I thought, oh God, I can't go out there and just do that. Everyone will call me up. Uh, I need to have I need to have something better. So I sat we, in onside. We had a junior blues page, uh, and it had jokes in it every month. So I got out all the old onsides, and I started going through them looking for a joke, and I found one for Manchester United. So I went out on the pitch the very first time I went out, uh, and Paul Elliott came out. I called him out. Uh, and I, it was, of course, it was the old terracing. So I walked up to the north end, which was a uh, capacity 7,000 on that terrace, 44,000 in the ground. I walked up to the penalty area at that end and I said, I've got a question for Manchester United supporters. And the whole ground went quiet. <laughs> and I thought, I can do this. I can do this, the power. I can do this, that you have control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I just looked at them and I said, why is Alex Ferguson planting potatoes <laughs> in the goal mouth at Old Trafford. And you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> and I let it pause, and then I said, 
so he'll have something to pick up at the end of the oh. season. <laughs> it was a kid's joke, but that's lovely, what lovely. that's what stadium presentation yeah, is about. Yeah. And 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 uh, seven thousand Man United fans went, "Oi, who are you? Who are you?" Yes, and yes. Chelsea fans, mm, "Man United." And I walked back, and I got back to the centre circle, and Paul Elliott said to me, "He says, cool spy. He says you've got some bottle." So Neil, why spy? Uh, because when I started doing club call, I was doing Chelsea, QPR and Wimbledon. And when I went down the training ground, Bob Ward, the physio, would say, spy in the camp, spy in the camp. <laughs> uh, and when Chelsea, QPR and Wimbledon played each other, I was the only person who knew both teams. And the managers used to phone me up on a Friday. They used to phone me really? up. Bobby Campbell, Bobby Gould, uh, uh, QPR... Uh, what, uh, in, in the hope of getting Trevor something Francis. from you, yeah, and they'd ask me what the they'd ask me what the other team was. Isn't, isn't that illegal anything? nowadays? And I'd say I can't. How can I tell you? I am. I'm not telling them your team. Yeah, I'm not telling you their team. Yeah, they, yeah, they used to phone me out. The dry and it anyway. just stuck. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and spy stuck. Yeah. So in '91, when I took over on side. I dropped the other two clubs. I became Chelsea only. Mm. Right, we're going to take a break. Uh, there are international games going on this evening. We've got uh, the Netherlands versus France in our screen in the studio. And uh, the Netherlands have just taken the lead. Is okay. it Ryan Barbel? Or no, it's uh, Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum's just scored for, for the Netherlands. Ryan so Barbel? Where did that come from, well, Jake? It's the one with the big pink hair here. What are you going to say then? He's playing. But yeah, Wijnaldum's just scored. Um, after the break, we're going to be speaking to a... Chelsea legend and I think um, someone who Neil knows very very well and someone that Paul Canneville knows very well in Neil Barnett who just can take a break 558am Love Sport Ian Stone's Comedy Breakfast on Love Sport Apparently I'm too old for video games Jamie told me I said I bought the new FIFA he went you're a bit old for FIFA (laughs) (laughs) that was outrageous (laughs) slur I mean, obviously, I have trouble pressing the buttons with the arthritis, <laughs> but, you know, I try and do the best I can. Weekdays from 6.30am. We've all got one, and we're not afraid to put it on display. Our opinions, that is. Share yours now at Love Sport Radio on Twitter or call us 0208 70 20 558. Love Sport Radio, your fan station. We're Bell and Smirling. Listen to our comedy countdown at kickoff. Every Saturday from midday to 2.30. It's bonkers. It's crazy. Nah, it's mental. It's all about geezers. Nah, it's all about football. We've got Posh Boy, our sidekick. He does all the stats for the team news. Oh, he won't like a sidekick. Moddy? No. Oh, he's a geezer. No, he's very posh. Oh, we're geezers. Listen to Bell and Smirling's comedy countdown at kickoff. Every Saturday, midday at 2.30. On Love Sport. This is Love Sport. Welcome back to the Chelsea Fan Show. Another half hour until 9pm. The Chelsea Fan Cast in the studio, as is Neil Spy Barnett. I now know why he is called Spy. And all you Chelsea fans, if you didn't know, you now also know, because there's fantastic stories from do you, Neil. Do you know why evening. I'm called Stanford Chidge? Um, no. Can you, can you guess? Um, is it because your surname's Chidge? That's actually my real name, Joe. Oh. 
it's not. Yeah, it, come on, mate. I'm it is. Like... If you come to a game, you see him out on the pitch beforehand every year. <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say. I thought something else that was on the pitch. No, no, no. Let's um, not go there. Should we go to the phone lines? Yeah, let's uh, there's, do it. there's a very, very important man on the phone. Hell His yeah. name is Paul. Good evening. Good evening, mate. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let the chaps take it away because I, I know they've got lots they well, want to say to you. Paul. I mean, uh, Paul, mate, Canners, how are you? Before we get into anything, um, yeah. you're right. Fine, thank you. Yeah, it's good to hear two of yeah, you. Yeah, um, you too, man. Yeah. Look, I, there was there was nobody I could think of who'd be better to get on the line uh, tonight on the night that we've got Spy on the show uh, because you two go back a long way and and I, and I always remember the story because I think you know, obviously I read your book you know donkeys ago but I from my memory it was Neil that was very instrumental in getting you back to the bridge wasn't it? Well, let's say it's the both like Rick Glenville and Neil. Neil got me back on the Chelsea basis, obviously. I mean, he's like an advocate for the ex players and the present players of today. But, um, yeah, we get on so much. He, he's a man with full of knowledge. You know that, Chess. You know, you could tell you any game. He's even telling me games that I can't remember playing. But that's <laughs> what he does. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the pitch and I can't even remember. But, yeah, that's what Spy does. And, you know what I mean? He's, he's been great. Trust me, he's been great. When I got Callis back the first time, it, it was a Friday night and he came in and uh, we did... Um, we did a we did film the legends that Chelsea TV still shows, and we we did a, a Friday Night Live, and we went down the pub afterwards because that's what you do. Uh, and I said, "Who do you want to talk to?" And got my phone out, and one of the people he talked to he wanted to talk to was Pat, yeah. and he hadn't talked to any of these people for years, and he spoke to Pat Nevin, and. <laughs> Pat said to him, "Have you got any footage of yourself as a Chelsea player?" And he said. Don't be stupid. Uh, and Pat said, I've got loads. I'll burn you off a CD. And so yeah. Canners, who hadn't really been involved with Chelsea Tour for so long, one yeah. week later, Pat Nevin burnt it, sent it, because he's such a brilliant yeah. bloke, yeah. and gave you, yeah. didn't he, a CD of yourself yeah. in, in yeah, Chelsea did. action. I was so shocked. Um, the way they had all that, I was like, wow. Because I hadn't seen myself, obviously, you know, I was away from Chelsea for a little while. Just to see that, the knowledge that, oh my God, I was part of the team. Um, it was good to see, most definitely. Mm. Definitely. Did he get many of the goals, Canis? Were they, did he got them? I, I, I didn't make goals, as I keep telling Kerry, I made them for him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there was no complaints by Kerry, no complaints. He knows I made a lot for him. Brilliant. <laughs> didn't have to do any work. Canis, <laughs> I, I remember... Yes. I remember the first time you came on the fan cast when we were still down in uh, Putney Station, that bar in Putney. Putney yes. Yeah, and we, yes. we had a load of footage of the, the infamous 4-4 uh, against Sheffield Wednesday. And yes. I remember we, we sat we all sat down with you, had a drink and watched that. That was great fun. That was great fun. I remember that. Yeah, never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I think what people forget about that is that in the third game of that epic... We won in the last minute mm. with Mickey, yeah, Thomas yeah. with Mickey Thomas heading in a Paul Canneville yeah. outswinging corner. Corner. Yeah. He was the one. <laughs> do we remember the fit I missed as well? <laughs> I don't actually. No, I don't. I've, expun <laughs> I've expunged that from my memory oh my deliberately. Yeah. Right across the line, I couldn't believe it. And it went straight through my legs. I could not believe it. Right down the goal. Oh, uh, could have got a winner. But yeah, that was great. A corner. Mickey Thomas in the end of it, and yeah, great win. That Paul, wrong. I wish we'd gone to the final. To the final, yes. Of all the clubs that you played for, was there anyone else like characters like Spy? Or was he really kind of a one-off? Because obviously the nickname Spy um, had, it, had it for a reason. <laughs> was there anyone else like that of the other clubs you met across your career? 
Nobody. And to be honest, when I first met him and heard his nickname, I was thinking, Who's why this? are you calling him yeah. this guy? <laughs> so until it happened a couple of months, you, you realised what this man knew, the knowledge he knew about Chelsea, you understood why. They would call him Spy, but yeah, I call him Neil, I call him Spy, whatever takes my taxi on the day. <laughs> so, but he does know, I've got to give you this now. He does know, what do you call those, 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 oh God, oh, shots on the, on the motorway. He's very service good at stations. Oh yeah, no, no, service no. I, I never stop at a service station, do I? Carlos? No, he never stop at a service station, but this is the person that knows every, um, it's a service station, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a calf. But they serve, they have a shop. Farm uh, shops. Special menu, farm shop, special meat. He's <laughs> a classic of that throughout the whole I've, I've got to tell you. I've, Go I've got to tell you, we did, we did a gig, Canners and me, in, uh, at Kerry, in fact, Norwich. in Norwich in the summer. Yeah. And uh, we were driving back, and we stopped off at uh, one of my favourite stoppers, a farm shop. I, I, I take a cool box with me to all the away games, and I stop off at farm shops. I do most of my shopping in farm shops. <laughs> because the quality no, of the food, food, the quality of the food is so much better yeah. than it is in your disgraceful profit-making capitalist <laughs> supermarket. And, Seriously. And we went into this farm shop, and they do have a good butcher. It's, uh, it's um, I can't remember what it's called now, but they do, they do have a good butcher in this farm shop. And oh, Canners no. went in there, and his eyes lit up. <laughs> and he said, you've got a cool box in the booth. He bought the fattest uh, uh, pork belly pork you've belly. ever seen. He bought massive pork chops oh, you've ever seen. He bought all sorts of stuff and he took them home and as he cooked them he sent me photographs of each one <laughs> to show them how delicious they are. Because Canners, you are a cook. Yes, I do like cooking. Yeah. I love cooking. I love seasoning. We don't know and about you that about you Canners. That's new. Quality. Yeah. They should get you Quality on the Great meat. British Bake Off, yeah. Paul. No, 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 probably that. <laughs> Listen, my, my Paul. Meat to share with nobody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe that. I can believe that. Listen, right. mate. Um, you know, I, I'm sure this is something that will resonate with you. But I mean, you know what? What does spy mean to a lot of the ex-players? Because I was I was saying to, to Neil just before you came on the phone that you know one of my abiding memories of, of Neil and all of his on-pitch duties was the fact that he would bring on so many great players from the past, and you know they'd all kind of walk around the pitch and we'd all give them a, a load of applause. And for me to see that was remarkable, considering I like my beer and I would be kind of prone to go down at halftime to get a beer. But you know it was a really special thing. And I mean, clearly Neil has a massive bond with a lot of the ex-players, doesn't he? Like yourself. He does. Um, it was for Neil that I was able to meet most of the ex-players um, um, through that time. And it was really good for me to see them boys, the, what I was used to in the, the old one, changing room and the banter that we had. So, yeah, he's done a lot, man. Trust me. Um, everybody has interest. Well, well, I say interest with him. Knows him so well and has every kind words about Neil. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Um, He's just knowledgeable and helpful in any way. Don't get me wrong. I've asked him a minute times to help me out with a foundation with labs, and he's done so. Mm. And that's off his back. So, you know what I mean? Great. Big up to him. Yeah, Sorry. proper. How it should be, mate. Absolutely how it should be. You've done, a few, you've done a few overseas tours as well, haven't you, with uh, Paul? Oh, we haven't. Don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed it. It's been great for the first time being away to America. Well, yeah, I thought it was in the States. America. Yeah. We, we did, know, we've done... been there. We've done two, and I don't think you remember either of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that one? I know the Seattle one. Right. <laughs> we, we, we used to get up on the stage. We used to get up on oh the stage. Oh, my at, 
good. Uh, and I used to lay out the rules of the gig, which right. were... I was on whatever I was drinking that night, and Cameron was on brandy. <laughs> oh, always, always brandy. Okay. Touching that, boy. Good enough. Did well, did well. Did those, well. those stories you can't tell as well, I presume, Neil. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, we, 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 had, we, had, we had great tours, great tours. Yeah, uh, they were good, yeah. We did one with, uh, with Frank, Frank Sinclair. We did another with Mario Melchior. Uh, yeah, oh, that was they were great too. I, I, yeah. I want to tell you about that actually, because obviously Mario Melchior joined us in 1999, uh, which is what uh, 17 years after <laughs> Canners joined us. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, was it 1986 you left or 85, Canners? So 80, 85. 85. So 14 yeah. years after Canners had left, mm. and and um, and. Uh, Obviously, Callas knew who Mario was, and the the feeling was, would Mario know? Yeah. Who yeah. Did he know? Did he really? Did he know? He knew yeah, that he yeah. was. He knew he was the first black guy. He knew he was the first one who paved the way yeah. for all the others. Yeah. Hmm. He knew that he had to go through all the nonsense that he had to go through. <laughs> Very good word. English. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and he knew exactly who he was. And they got on oh, two different generations. They got on yeah, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. And you're still no, in touch, aren't you? It's funny, yeah, because when the meeting, I think that was uh, New York, I think, I believe that. Yeah. Correct, um, and then I, I thought, oh my God, I meet Mario. Mario, and I was kind of nervous. So when I met him, I said, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. So I'm giving him my hand, <laughs> like, you know, the general handshake. And Mario said, what are you doing? Come here, man. He gave me the bear hug. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was like, oh, my God, thank you. And, oh, we got a bliss, mate. I remember we getting up early in the morning to go down to Washington to see the White House. I said, no, come on, we got to go. I've never seen the White House like we got to go <laughs> half past six in the morning. I said, me and him, yeah, we was on the taxi and straight down there. So, um, Mario, yeah, brilliant, bro. Brilliant lad. Very lovely lad as well. Very much. Doing <laughs> Brilliant, yeah, brilliant Can stuff. Absolute pleasure having you join us this evening. Some, some more stories. What an evening this has been. Yeah, great fun. This is, this, I don't know what I expected this evening. Um, but is it whatever better it, than you expected, it is. Yeah. And kiddo, it's it's because of you. <laughs> That's very sweet of you. I didn't realise that my saying nothing contributed so much. I must do that more often in the future. That's what you've done. Uh, look, time for another breather, and then, but then we've not got long left. No, which I'm really quite sad about. But we will fit in the rest of the questions because this is this is a one-off. This is a special one on the Love Sport that we've yeah. got Neil in this evening. So we will continue to to pick his brains about I feel some we've of his only best got times. About an oomph of his story. Yeah. I know. That's can what we, I'm saying. Can we say love you, Canners? Yeah, Canners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Canners, love you, Canners. We've not even. Spoke, we've not even spoke about Everton. Not even spoke about Gary Cahill. No, we're not even we don't need to. Yeah, exactly. I agree. No, this, no, is a, this is a one-off. No. Really Gary Cahill, it. legend. Yeah, there we are. That's so. all we need. Have a break, and then we've got some more questions for Neil coming up next. Come for the sport. Stay for the chat. Love Sport Radio. When looking for the best possible deal for his car insurance, Jim went on the spokesmansaid.com and saved hundreds. I'm Jim. I'm a radio presenter based in Glasgow. I couldn't believe how expensive the car insurance for our Citroen C4 Picasso was going to be from my existing insurer. I went on a spokesman said and saved an incredible £600. Just amazing. Signing up to a spokesman said, best thing I could have done. Find quotes from over 100 leading insurance providers at a spokesman said.com. Getting real people, real savings. Compare, switch and save with a spokesman said.com. Sometimes you don't have the answers to all of life's questions. 
But My Dilemma can help. What's the best pub for away fans? What restaurant should I go to for a first date? Where's the best place for a city break? My Dilemma is the new app where you can ask the really important or fun questions and get the answers you need. Just post your question, present the options, and the other users will help you find the solution to your dilemma. My Dilemma, a problem shared is a problem solved. Download for free from the App Store. 30-30 Tennis is the new alternative scoring format that creates shorter matches. The clue is in the name. Every game starts at 30 all. That is 30-30. Best of three sets matches are completed in 40 to 60 minutes and best of five in 60 to 90 minutes. 30-30 or T30 can be described as the youngest sporting sibling of Cricket's 2020 or T20. For more information, visit 3030tennis.com. That is T. H-I-R-T-Y then the digits 3 and 0 followed by tennis all one word dot com If you're a road cycling enthusiast carinsuranceforcyclists.com rewards you when you get behind the wheel of your car Your on-road cycling experience has made you more alert and road aware than the average car driver and that deserves special attention Let carinsuranceforcyclists.com source you the best car insurance deal because good on two wheels means better on four To find out how much you could save call 0800 819 9319 and mention Love Sport Radio or visit carinsuranceforcyclists.com Imagine what it's like to be a road worker on a motorway. Please drive carefully through roadworks. Love Sport, 558 AM. Yes, welcome back to Love Sport Radio. It's the Chelsea Fan Show for another 14 minutes. Absolutely flown by this evening. It's the, the Chelsea Fan Cast in the studio. We've got a special guest, Neil Spy Barnett. And we are going to finish off our questions. We're going to pick the brains or what, what stories have we got left? We feel like we've probably well, got there's hours a big one. worth. There's, there's a big, a big one, one yeah. Joe. You yeah. don't need to answer it's this. controversial. Come on then, let's hear it. You don't it. need to answer this. If you understand it, don't why did you leave? Chelsea. Yeah, uh, I was always uh, I was never an employee I was they had my company I've got a company called Spite in the Camp uh, and they had my company and uh, they didn't renew my contract it wasn't I didn't leave they invited me to not come back and, and that was because they just wanted a, a change was that what well they, 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 uh, look the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing there's so many people there if if uh, if I could if <laughs> Uh, oh God! How can I put this politically? <laughs> if if I if I could uh, have a human cull, which quite <laughs> frankly I'm at the time of my life where I believe in it. Yes, if I, I the older you get, the more cull, likely you are to have that. Yeah, list. yeah. Uh, I would start with everyone who works in marketing and everyone who works in PR. Yeah, yeah. Not not at Chelsea. I met just any, world flipping wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, so um, I, I was. <sighs> 
Chelsea TV just stopped talking to me and didn't fulfil the deal we had. But, but also on the pitch, had uh, they had they any idea, on the, any of them, of how difficult that job is? No. Well, I mean, I, marketing people just think they can write for you, and I keep getting these scripts, and I used to throw them away. And of say, course, I don't of course. do. Shakespeare. They all think they can write. Yeah, don't I they? said I don't do Shakespeare, so I don't think I'm doing you. I, I, yeah, I, I am yeah. a prima donna. Are you? <laughs> um, uh, no, but I think you're allowed to be a prima donna when you are going on at half time, well, being being fluent and addressing thousands of people. And getting abused uh, in yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah, and it is so skillful. Yeah, it is. The, the, the absolute essential quality of talking to a stadium is that you hit the back row. And you only do that with pantomime, with sound yeah, bites. with bigger gestures, absolutely. Yeah. And, you can't and, be little doing and that. And you can't hold a conversation with 40,000 people. Yeah, yeah. I was at Wembley last night for, for England and USA, and... and Anyone who's been to Wembley for any of our games, uh, not Tottenham, but any of the FA games recently, knows that they now try at Wembley to put on a television presentation for 90,000 people. You cannot talk to 90,000 people. You can only hit the back row. Sound bites, half sentences, that's all you can do. You, you get these awful minutes applause with a flipping great obituary read out beforehand uh, I mean Manchester United have been the worst at that and you cannot do it, it's got to be in sound bites and and, uh, and and one liners one liners and you get my ambition was always to get the crowd on top and it, I never interrupted the crowd if the crowd booed me or Booed the opposite. I never interrupted the crowd. But what was fantastic was you never lost for words. You were always absolutely on it. Every yeah. single time. Uh, which is a fantastic I, skill. I nearly got arrested three times. Inciting <laughs> uh, <laughs> a riot. Yeah, the last time, ridiculously, was uh, a long time ago now, in 2000, when George Weir, talking of Timothy Weir last yeah. night, George Weir made his debut against Tottenham. And they had completely outplayed us in the first half. And I went on at half-time. Ed De Hoy had been our best player. And I went on at half-time, and the atmosphere was awful. I just thought, I've got to do something about this. Uh, and the Tottenham fans were along the lower tier of the East Stand then. Uh, yes. what's now the family enclosure and I said the best chant of the first half was from Tottenham fans and everyone booed me and the Tottenham fans all cheered and I said and that was you'll never beat Sol Campbell it's funny you don't even think of Sol Campbell as a Tottenham player now do you and the Tottenham fans went crazy you'll never beat Sol Campbell you'll never beat they've been chanting the whole of the first half and I let them finish and I said I would however just like to point out <laughs> that in his entire career Sol Campbell has never ever beaten Chelsea <laughs> and of course all hell broke <laughs> and at the end of the game Three police officers were in the press really? box trying to arrest me. And what for? For what? For, for incitement. For incitement. <laughs> and and uh, the secretary of the club then was, I think, it was Keith Lacey, and he, he told them that they weren't allowed to interview me. They had to interview him. Good and for him. Could, could, and so they went away. And the, that was on a Wednesday night, and on the Friday, Colin Hutchinson phoned me, uh, and he said, "Did you say something unacceptable again at <laughs> half time?" And I said. I don't know, did I? And he said, the police have been on to me. I said, oh, God. <laughs> I said, does that mean, do they come on to you of their own accord? Or does it mean that someone from Tottenham complained? He said, oh, someone from Tottenham probably complained. He said, what did you say? So I told him. And he said, oh, he says, if you say something that stupid again, I'll buy you for the rest of the season. No, I won't. I'll buy you for life. OK, see you Saturday. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a damn. Uh, great, Times great have changed. Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen Spy, I mean, well, I mean, you know, 
we were to say we were as supporters surprised about what happened is, is is an understatement but there was actually a huge outpouring i think of support for you wasn't there at the time were you surprised by that no uh <laughs> i wasn't uh because uh, because every look uh i had a lot of abuse 32 years i was program editor don't forget we mm. didn't mention that i was editor of the match day program for 10 years yeah. and won a lot of awards um uh but i got a lot of abuse down the years a lot of people thought i was brown nosing it with the hierarchy and in fact it was just the opposite i was walking that line that colin hutchinson wanted me to walk all those years ago and now they don't want somebody to walk the line right they only want somebody to support the brand and that is fair enough and i am not that person mm. uh and, they want yes people uh, is that uh, well it's yeah not necessarily and, and i feel I felt that they didn't always want the truth told, that they wanted stories told that, that best presented it, everything as it was. It's quite Stalinist, this whole brand messaging and everybody has to be on it, brand look, and on look, message. Chidge, it's not Chelsea. No. It's football. Let's not let's yeah. not pretend that Chelsea is any different. So it's not tarnished your view or your love for the club at all, the way you've, you've left? In, in 2014, Jose Mourinho complained about my questions to him post-match Chelsea TV and I got sacked off away games for Chelsea TV my actual quote to Jose was poor love uh, and I couldn't have been more <laughs> delighted, it just liberated me and since then I've gone to all the away games in the crowd I yeah. buy my own ticket yeah. and I love it yeah. and I love it because I'm having the same blast as I had from 1959 on when I went to the games as a supporter I can vouch for that because I, I bumped into Neil in a pub. Uh, we were all it was Palace away, and everybody met back. Is it, is it the Eagle in Clapham? Great big old pub on the corner, isn't it? Mm, Walk in with a load Falcon. Of, oh, the Falcon, close. Yeah. It's a bird of prey. Yeah. It's a bird. It's not yeah, bad, it's good, was it? Good. Yeah, it's got considering it's got how wings. drunk I was at the yeah. time. I was surprised yeah. I could remember what city I was in. We lost <laughs> as well. I, I bumped. We, we, no, we won. We won that day. Did we? Yeah, anyway. So I, I was with a load of Americans. Yeah, I know. I bumped into you and spent the rest of the evening until you disappeared off to go and I don't know where you were off. I took the Americans yeah. for a very good pizza in That's Pizza right. Metro, right. which was recommended <laughs> to me by Gianfranco Zola. Oh. There you go. There you go. So, I mean, do you miss it at all? The, any, I mean, the working with the club. Not, not, no. I mean, clearly you're at the game, so you don't miss that. No, I don't. I don't. I'm, I, I don't because the work that I used to do, you couldn't do now. And, uh, and yeah. uh, someone posted that. Uh, interview I did with Lasana Diara when I got all the French speaking guys that's right, to hold that's him right. down someone posted that on social media uh, I don't know those kind of things don't happen anymore and fair enough look things change we're they? winning things yeah. and and the grounds full uh, and a lot a lot of criticism comes the club's way uh, for being successful and I don't have a problem with the club no, being I'm, successful. I, I mean, it's funny that, because, I mean, you, we have this discussion a lot, don't yeah, we? And yeah. yet, there are a lot of things I don't like about how things have changed at the club, but one of the things I like most is the fact that we win things. Yep, so I the, wouldn't give that so up So they're for the getting world. something right. Yeah. You wouldn't think so from the... Uh, we win response. things, and it's full, for God's sake. Yeah, we yeah, used to... Yeah. 7,000, I remember. Uh, yeah, me you know, too. 7,000 yeah. watching <laughs> Joe Allen well, celebrate no, scoring. I can understand why there are only 7,000. Well, first of all, Joe Allen is a great night out in Newcastle where we play Newcastle away. Probably why he wasn't so good on the pitch. (laughs) He's got the best stories. And and it it was Joe Allen who came up with the line, such a shame, such a shame, such a shame. (laughs) 
if Tony Cascarino had had six shots at John Lennon, he'd still be alive. Describe, <laughs> 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 so what are you up to now? Uh, well, I've, 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 since 2010, I've had a radio programme on all football in USA. Uh, do you do that here or do you go over to the States? I can do that? it anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I do it across the world. I've done it from Sydney. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I can do it anywhere. And, and, um, but I do it mostly from the office of my kitchen. Um, and it's, the dream. It's two hours a day, uh, midday to two o'clock. I do three days a week. Uh, I do it with um, the three other guys. One is Charlie Stilitano, who's my mate, who's the guy that is the great evil one who's supposed to be starting Super League and isn't and runs the International Champions Cup the Summer Tours uh, another guy Rocky Ray Hudson who played 30 games from Newcastle yeah. uh, 21 got loaned out to Fort Lauderdale Strikers played and still lives in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> don't blame him you would wouldn't you <laughs> where did I go wrong <laughs> that seems really appropriate to me Neil because I mean I know because I know so many American supporters but you've always had a huge impact with them over the years so to uh, they take me that. out there yeah. yeah I do a lot of tours out there and and uh, i take players with me like canners and, and they uh, love information they want to know that's what we've found is so fantastic about them is the uh, this desire for knowledge yeah. and experience from chelsea fans they love it, uh, it they're just yeah that's their the food and drink to them so guys that's your lot can we not do hours. another hour uh, look right. should we go into the it's studio next door and continue yeah. you you could do that <laughs> could, you, you could. could do that you could go next door no, and continue no, the show. No. honestly it's been an absolute pleasure meeting yeah, you this evening neil uh, good luck chelsea for the rest of the season you got Cheers, aaron Jay. paul next week we uh, yeah thoroughly enjoyed it yeah, good well to see done, you Jay. too mate yeah, thank well you thank you five five eight a.m love sport it's the 90th minute all your mates around You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.